Eye on the Illini. And the last one we will do in the regular season of the football uh, season. And uh, what a way to finish it up. 47 to 14, Illinois crushing Northwestern um, to get the land of Lincoln hat for the first time since 2014. Joining us now from Memorial Stadium is Matt Stevens, the Illini guys football writer and analyst and uh matt you know we've talked all year long about um what brett bielema is trying to do with this team the progress we could see them making some strides from week one and moving on to the season it seemed to all finally come together on this afternoon yeah i, I think there was a there was a motivation today to, to win a trophy game for the first time since 2014 to win a trophy that they honestly never won because it used to be the Sweet Sioux Tomahawk, and then once they made made it the uh, Land of Lincoln Hat Trophy, uh, it's been in Evanston the entire time. Um, six straight years that Northwestern's beaten Illinois, and you got six-year guys, fifth-year guys, fourth-year guys, a whole bunch of guys today that were honored <laughs> on senior day that have never won that trophy. And, and I think like the Iowa game last week, which they weren't able to accomplish, I don't think these guys wanted to leave their career having never beaten Northwestern. Now they'll leave their career having never beaten Wisconsin and having never beaten Iowa, but that's it. And um, you got guys like Doug Kramer, who's from the Chicagoland area, who gets to go home for the first time and and during the Christmas season and, and pretty much you know, tell everybody what Owen Carney wrote on the whiteboard at the end, which is we own this state. And I, I, I got you, I got you at least once. And um, I think there was a lot of pride today that was shown and I, I'm, I'm really happy. I, I love, I don't know if I, I, I came across this week in my coverage. So I'll just say it now. I love this week. I love this week for what it is. And we talk all the time about college football and what it has to do with the playoff and, you know, all you know, rankings and, and money and all this stuff. Today is about going out there and winning a football game because you just don't want to hear about it for the next 364 days. And Illinois has heard about Northwestern and having their being dominated by Northwestern for a good long period of time. And I'm just so happy for guys like Brandon Peters, who I wrote a feature about today, and Owen Carney, who I wrote a feature about today. And, um, you know, Chase Brown gets to see his mom for the first time. His mom, his, his mom lives in, they're, they're both, he and his twin brother, Sydney, are both Canadian twins. Mom came across the border for the first time, you know, this weekend to go watch their sons play football for the first time. And, and Chase just broke a thousand yards today and he gets to beat Northwestern for the first time. And um, hell, Brad Bielema gets to beat Northwestern for the first time <laughs> and do something that Lovey Smith never did. Bill Cubitt never did. And Tim Beckman very rarely did, which was the last time Illinois won was in 2014. And he never beat Northwestern in Champaign. So um, this program is moving in a direction that I feel like is, is, uh, is, is when you play, I asked Brett this, I asked a whole bunch of players this, and I'll write about this later on next week or, you know, real soon is that, um, you know, I think November was Illinois' best month in terms of how they looked and how they played. And if this is it and they finish the 2021 season at five and seven, and, and we'll get maybe into that, Larry, later on in this podcast. But if this is it, then Illinois played their best at the end of the year. And I think that there's a lot that Brett Bielema can build on that for, you know, winter conditioning and Tank, Tank Wright can get them in the indoor facility this winter and get them motivated to play a really important 2022 season based off of how they played in this last month. And, you know, they were able to win a game against, you know, Minnesota on the road. And, it kind of got jump-started by a win against Penn State on the road, and then they were able to be really, really competitive and almost pull out a victory against Iowa, who apparently is going to go to Indianapolis for the Big Ten championship game now. And 
Um, they were up 10 nothing on the Hawkeyes two weeks, uh, two weeks ago. And so, and they were able to win a rivalry game for the first time in a long time. Um, so, and, and in dominant fashion. And so I think that there's a lot to be said for this five and seven season. And Larry, you know, when you hired me in August and I started covering training camp, if you'd have told me five and seven, I think that that would have exceeded my expectations for the 2021 Illini. And I think a lot of guys leave that locker room, maybe for the final time, feeling pretty darn good about themselves. And I'm really happy for some of those guys because they've left that locker room enough feeling pretty bad about themselves. Well, and I think you're right that there, there's a starting of it. You have to change a culture. And today was a big step in that direction. And you're right, Matt, when you and I talked last summer, you were saying on the high end, if, if every ball bounces the right way, six and six, this team could be three and nine or worse. I mean, that's, that's possible. And when you think about taking the core of this team and what they've done to go five and seven, and you're right to have a shot, you take away a hundred yard school record kickoff return and you take away a pick six late in the game. These both these things happening in Iowa, Illinois is right in that game and they maybe win that game. Um, they were a ball bounce away from winning at Purdue. They were a ball bounce away from beating Maryland. So it's a yeah, I mean, let's let's yeah, let's yeah. let's make it simple, Larry. They lost seven games, and I think six of them they were. I'm sorry, five of them they were in the ball game. Yeah. Not only were they in the ball game, but they probably left the stadium thinking we probably ought to, should have won the won the game. Yeah, yeah. and and so, I'll make the I'll make the argument, Matt. I'll make the argument even that that I think that if 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 you had any kind of offense that could sustain any kind of drives against Wisconsin, that puts the, that game is in. It's it's 24 nothing as you look back, and and that's the way it went in the record books. But it's a game that wasn't that lopsided. Um, no, and I, I mean, my, I look back at, and I asked this. Uh, it's funny you mentioned this, Larry, because my feature about Brandon Peters, I look back at. Really good, by the way. You know, um, well, thank you. Um, it's always nice to have your boss. I think you actually do good work. <laughs> um, uh, I look back at Brandon Peters' season. Okay, he comes back for a reason. And I think everybody was excited about the idea that, you know, if Brandon can replicate the way he finished 2019 with that bowl game against Cal and start that year the way everybody thought he could, you know, Brandon was going to be set up for a pretty good year. And you look at that first quarter and you I know they didn't score any offensive points, but they they drove the ball right down the field and, you know, they were moving the ball and doing everything that fans wanted. They were throwing passes to Luke Ford, throwing passes to Isaiah Williams, throwing passes to other people. I mean, and, and completing stuff, moving the ball down the field. And then he damn near breaks his collarbone, you know, in the beginning of the second quarter. And now, okay, now Brandon's hurt again. And then he, you know, has to rehab it and get back. And now he's kind of all out of sync. Um, you know, the Maryland game happened and it was probably Brandon's one of, one of Brandon's embarrassing moments, probably as a leader and as a quarterback um, gets the starting job taken away from him, gets hurt again in the Wisconsin game, um, multiple injuries in the Wisconsin game had to take his helmet away from him in the second half so he wouldn't think about going back out there. Then has to rehab all that, get all that back taken care of, then gets to the bye week, and Bielema kind of brings him in for the bye week meeting and says, look, you're our starting quarterback because you've earned it and you've worked your butt off, and I'm going to reward you. Um, but I uh, I am so happy that he played his last – If he, this is his last game that he ever plays at Illinois. Um he played his best one of the year. And I think that that's really important. And I think that he, he looked like the Brandon, I thought we were going to see in the preseason, because if you look at Brandon from the spring game and you look at Brandon where what I saw in August, 
I mean, there were a lot of things that you you could point to and say there's there's things that you know are going to happen that are really going to be positive for this Illini offense if if Brandon Peters can do some things in the passing game. Well, against you know it was it was funny because you know Mike and Ked were sitting right next to me in the press box today, and I said it would be the most stupidest game plan in the world for Illinois to start tossing it around today against the Big Ten's worst rushing defense. So the one thing I know that Illinois does. Um, is uh, is is run the football. So just run it against the worst rushing defense and win this football game. And of course, Tony Peterson comes out and scripts plays for Brandon to throw it all over the parking lot today. <laughs> and it, it works out great because they yeah. looked up, you looked up the scoreboard, it's 14 to nothing and Northwestern flat just basically quit because they knew that they don't have a kind of team that can survive a, a, a comeback attempt like that. So um, I was really happy that Brandon was able to get some confidence. Um, we figured out today, I joked with him that he can't dance um because his whatever the heck that was after he threw the touchdown pass to isaiah williams is, <laughs> is, is not something that you, you, you want to replicate like cams later on tonight um but uh it's it's a uh it, it, it's just a good feeling and i even joked with him today that you know the school the other school that he has a degree from today i i, I hear they want a big game and brandon looked at me and goes yeah i think i'm the only one in the locker room that went two and oh today um yeah. you know having, having some pretty, pretty big, pretty big pride for Michigan's big win today. So um, big win for big win for Brandon, a big game for him, big game for Tony Peterson. I thought against yeah. a, 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 a defensive minded head coach like Pat Fitzgerald, I think he, he basically undressed Northwestern's defense today. And, and the play calling was, was brilliant and, and did everything that you would think, except for maybe you want some of those field goals to turn into touchdowns. But um, short of that, I mean, again, if and when, you know, this offense continues to progress under Tony Peterson in the offseason, you know, I think that they have a game and they have a month, I think, in November that they can point to and say, we did some pretty good things. You know, they did some good things against Iowa. They've done some good things today against Northwestern. And in the run game, I think they did some pretty darn good things against Minnesota. So, um, you know, I, I think it's really important that they're playing their best football right now. And I do think that Sometimes coach speak is coach speak for a reason, but uh, I do think Bielema is right when he says, if you pulled 13 other Big Ten teams right now, I don't think that they'd want to play in Illinois next week. I really no, don't. And I, I, think, I think that a lot of that has to do with this coaching staff and, and these seniors that really bought into the idea that there was still something to play for today, and, and they, they, they showed it. Yeah, and I think that's a great point with Tony Peterson, that he's somebody who has been um, very maligned, and look, some of it, warranted um this season quarterback I, was his quarterback and so i think that they've been joined to the that way yeah you're exactly right that when he came out in the very first pass was it was downfield completion to isaiah for 20 some on yards i'm like wait a minute okay here we go um and i i think that one you're right great play calling i thought the the touchdown run to get the scoring started to barker was it was a very smart uh play well drawn up play to to send luke ford out to take the linebacker with him that opened things up very creative, very open. You take advantage of Barker's athleticism. Um, and it, but it, you mentioned Brandon, Brandon Peters as well. Great gap, graphic during the game on BTN that talked about the last three games, his quarterback rating was like 145. And when you think about Brandon Peters and what he's done at Illinois, that is a gaudy number, especially what he's done this year. But again, to your point, the injuries, the inconsistencies, and he's got a new OC he's working with and a new scheme and all those things. But I think the last four games, to your point, He's been very effective. I thought he was very controlled today. He seemed very confident today. And we haven't seen that from Brandon Peters week in, week out, except to your point, 
in the month of November. So even though it, you know, again, appears that, you know, he now moves on and, and ends his Illinois career. I agree with you. And that's why you, I, I really enjoyed reading your piece on lineguys.com talking about uh, the things that he did. We talk about the defense as well. Uh, they were outstanding again. Um, I know really wanted to deny that last touchdown. You could hear the roar uh, of the crowd calling for that defensive stop. Some of the starters came back in to try to get, make that happen if they could. And uh, that's something too. They really wanted to make happen if at all possible. Um, and, and they didn't, but still a 47, 14, what a way to finish up uh, uh, this regular season to your point on a high note and a way to, to point to not just to the players returning or um, the, re- the recruits coming in, but as you go into the transfer portal and look for some key pieces, you can say, look, look at what we build in, in just in one year. Um, you know, we put together, I've got to go look this up, but this is one of the, if not the best um, first year seasons uh, or best seasons a first year coach has had at Illinois. You've got to go back to maybe. Yeah, I think, I think it was Mike Cagney that put that together and he's right. It's five and seven is definitely a, 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 I don't want to say a banner year, but it's a high watermark. It's a banner year. It's a high watermark. Yeah. Yeah. For Illinois football. And, um, and I think that Brett is disappointed by that. I think he's disappointed by the idea that five and seven is something that is a great first year. at Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he wanted that to be the case. I think he wanted it to be an eight and four. I think he wanted it to be a a nine and three potentially. Um, I I will say this. I, I think, when you look at the defense, um, first of all, let me let me finish because I know that on this podcast, this version of this podcast, weeks before, um, Brandon Peters has been much maligned. Sure. The last three games, Larry, you can only play the team that you're in the stadium with. And Brandon Peters in that stadium was the, was the best quarterback on the field. Let me put that in perspective for people. Next week, Iowa is going to be in Indianapolis at Lucas Oil Stadium playing for a Big Ten championship. And Illinois has a better quarterback than I was going to put on the field. Agree. That's 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 how close Illinois is under Brett Bielema to getting something done in the Big Ten West. If you really really think about it. Um, and so um, when it, flipping to the defense, the emergence today again, and I was so happy he played well again today of Isaiah Gay um, on on the outside has been a real rather revelation. I'm, I'm just finishing a piece actually on Owen Carney. Um, because if we've learned anything today, please don't give Owen Carney the whiteboard ever again. Um, <laughs> only, only hilarious things happen when Owen Carney writes on the whiteboard. But um, his mate over at uh, outside linebacker on the other side has really had a lot of success because a lot of people have been focusing on 99 Owen Carney. Well, well, Isaiah Gay, I think, has had now eight and a half tackles for loss. And I think one and a half sacks. And it's just been an absolute beast on the other side over the last three games. And that's against Minnesota, Iowa, and Northwestern. All Big Ten West opponents and all, all – I mean, here's a guy that I think the coaching staff honestly has benched because he got benched during the middle of the year um, in favor of Seth Coleman. And, uh, you know, Brett Bielema has been immediate – has been – overjoyed by the idea that once again, just like this football team, Larry, the month of November was really kind to Isaiah Gay. And he's been really happy at the idea that, that, uh, that, that senior was able to have the kind of final month to his seat, to his college career that, that is, that's, that he's been able to, to establish. And I thought that he was really key today with, you know, establishing the idea that if they had Marty in at quarterback, 
you know, when Northwestern had Marty in at quarterback, they weren't allowed to do the perimeter quarterback runs that they normally like to do. When they had Helensky in there, Isaiah Gay was able to be a disruptive force in the pass rush to make his throws even more difficult. Um, they, they really got a pass rush today, and, and you can credit the two guys on the outside for that. And I, I, think, uh, I think this defense, I think it's been a 16-point-per-game difference between last year and this year. Oh, you're right. That is why Ryan Walters is now a million-dollar coordinator at Illinois, and I believe the first one in school history. Mm -hmm. um, you, you, bright things are ahead, and I think you look at – while you lose Carney, you lose Gay, you lose Tony Adams, you got eight starters returning on a defense that I think is pretty good. And if they get any kind of depth whatsoever, I think they're going to be pretty, pretty salty at the beginning of this 2020, 2022 season when it kicks off. And I think spring football could be really, really interesting when, when Brett Bielema and Ryan Walters and the staff have a full off season to figure out how they want to attack teams, um, you know, next year on their schedule. So I think there's a lot to be said for for just winning this football game, winning it convincingly, winning it in dominant fashion, and having something that you can point to for a good long period of time, several months um, of motivation before you uh, before you kick off spring football and you kick off fall camp next next August. And it has been a a long time since there's been an Illini fan base or coaching staff or team that can can go into a season feeling like this. Um, and you're exactly right. It's uh, It was exciting to watch, and uh, I know it was great to be right there. Uh, Matt Stevens, 47-14, Northwestern. A great job all season long. And, of course, we'll have you on the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular at all of our different stations all across the the, uh, uh, the Midwest uh, for more on this game coming up this week as we begin to wrap up the season. And look to see what happens uh, from here. There is that slim chance of maybe doing something in the postseason. We'll – We'll know uh, by the time we uh, we talk again. But, hey, great stuff. As always, look forward to reading your stuff on AlanaGuys.com. Not a problem, Larry. I appreciate it. And I've talked to some of our, our radio friends, and they're really, really happy with what we're doing with the uh, Sports Spectacular show. And I know that that's been a, uh, a big project for you. So we're really, really thrilled about what we have going on throughout the entire winter months and as, as we get through, uh, you know, into, uh, into the spring and then uh, as we transition into another sports season. So I'm really excited about it. Absolutely. Great work again here. I know we can't wait to read the rest of your stuff here um, as the, uh, the team wraps up their season. And, and uh, you know, to, to have that inside uh, track as well with uh, Coach Bielema and the staff in terms of things we're working on. Matt, all the best, and we'll talk to you soon. Not a problem. Thanks, all boss. Right. Yep, you got it. That's the Eye uh, on the Illini podcast. Once again, it's uh, 47-14, Illinois with a big win over Northwestern. Stay with us on IlliniGuys.com uh, for more podcasts and more complete uh, coverage and analysis of Illini sports. Go Illini!